Hi, you're listening to Navigating the Spectrum, and I'm your host, Michelle Portlock, and today I am going to be interviewing one of my dearest friends, Kelsey Lyon. Kelsey is many things, one of which is a rock star realtor, and she says she dabbles in real estate on the side. Really, she just um, she just rocks it. It's really what's happening. Um, but she's a wife and a mother of two beautiful children, and Kelsey, I asked her to come on and do a podcast with me because we want to talk about um, the diagnostic, the diagnosis experience. Um, her youngest was recently diagnosed on the autism spectrum, and she is two years and nine months old. Which um, we laugh at the specifics of age, but that's how it, it goes on all of the testing forms that you have to fill out. They want to know to the year and to the month. So. Basically, I am going to let Kelsey take over because she's phenomenal and I want to hear um, what she has to say. So Kelsey, thank you for joining me today. Michelle, thank you for having me. I truly am grateful to be here. <laughs> well, absolutely. I'm so happy to have you on here. So Kelsey, um, let's just dive right in and start by talking about um, your beautiful daughter, and let's talk about the testing experience and what that has been like for you and for her. Absolutely. First of all, let me tell you, Michelle, uh, full disclosure, everything's on the table, so <laughs> fire away, hit me with your best shot. Um, honestly, you're here to make a difference, and I hope that you ask any and all questions because mm -hmm. I, I truly do want to help people navigate like you do and it's a pretty fresh wound so I, I think I'm a, a decent specimen so um, anyway just just follow your heart Michelle you always do <laughs> well yeah so um, Reagan was diagnosed you received the official diagnosis just over a week ago isn't that is that right that is absolutely correct yes okay and actually Kelsey sent me, she actually emailed me um, the diagnosis, which is, you know, pages of diagnostic information. And I kind of went through some of it with her, but I want to just rewind a little bit and talk about what led her to do the testing and how that experience has been. So Kelsey, um, how has it been and what took you in this direction? So I guess we'll rewind when Reagan was about six months old. We took her to her six month checkup and they give you your little pamphlet and you check yes or no. Does your baby hold a rattle? Does your baby follow objects? Does your baby roll over? And I filled out the little pamphlet and every single one of them was a no. And I was a little bit alarmed. Um, you know, I, this, this is not my first rodeo. However, my son is 12. So I definitely forgot a lot of stuff and I was feeling a little bit overwhelmed. And um, I asked our, our pediatrician, I said, whoa, like we were a, a lot of no's as in every one of them. And he was amazing. And he said, you know what, Kelsey, everyone develops differently. Mm -hmm. There is no reason for concern. Um, we'll just keep an eye on it. Um, you know, but, but don't, don't do anything. And I said, well, do I need to make a special, you know, checkup? And he said, no, actually, you know, she's going to do some shots, you know, in two months and in eight months, we'll take a closer look. Um, 
and something just didn't sit right with me. Sure. And, you know, when I was filling out the pamphlet, you know, I said, well, doctor, those are hard no's. Like, you know, you, you want to answer yes, but there's kind of a no. And it was just no's. No, she does not pick up a rattle. She doesn't even try to pick up a rattle. She doesn't mm-hmm. even look at a rattle. Right. And so I, you know, I said, I appreciate that, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm overly concerned. And he was very kind. And he said, well, let's do this. Why don't you take the pamphlet home? And now you see what we're looking for, for milestones for a six month old. Mm-hmm. And um, why don't you work on them? And I said, okay, that's great. When do you want to see me again? And he said, um, either eight months I said, or, and he said, two weeks. And I said, two weeks is great. Thank you. (laughs) So so we went home and I mean, we ate our Wheaties breakfast of champions. We were working with those rattles and I'll tell you what we were, we were doing stuff and there was absolutely no change whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Um, No desire for her to even want to grab the rattle or, you know, whatever it was. So we went back and um, again, he, you know, kindly gave me the same spill, you know, I'm really not worried about it. I said, but I am. And so I was really grateful that he took the time to say, well, there are some things you can do. I wouldn't recommend doing them because I'm not concerned. And I said, you know, I'm probably being that helicopter mom, but I am concerned. So what can we do? Mm -hmm. And um, he gave me the resources. He put me in touch with um, um, an agency who could send a doctor over and two OTs to my home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found out OTs were uh, occupational therapy. There. That's right, occupational therapists. So um, I thought it was interesting that they brought them to my home because they really wanted an accurate test. And they said when children are that young, I mean, a fluorescent light can throw them off or like crinkling on the paper on the bed. And Mm -hmm. so I appreciated that, you know, it was in our home setting. So I felt like we were going to get a really accurate, you know, test to see where Reagan was at. Anyway, Mm -hmm. they met with us for about an hour. And um, afterwards we sat down and they said, you know, um, there are some definite, very, very strong delays, you know, props to you for catching it so early, but we definitely need to start some therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess for me at that exact moment, because there's probably a lot of people in my position where they say you're doing everything you can. It didn't, it didn't help my heart at all. Like, yay, you're so proactive. All I heard was fail, you know, not, not Reagan, not me, but we failed the test, you know, we we couldn't grab the rattle. And at that point, you know, your children's victories are yours. They're, and their shortfalls and their sad days and their happy days are yours. And so I felt like we had failed our tests. Um, And then I started talking to you quite a bit about it. And you encouraged me to, um, to just follow my heart and, and, (laughs) And, you know, and do what I thought was right for Reagan, you know? Yeah. So we started therapy pretty uh, extensively, actually three days a week at six months old. And was it through the same service that had just come to your home and done the testing? It was, except for, um, we also found along the way, Reagan, we just didn't think she liked pacifiers, but mm-hmm. she had a very weak suckle. And so yeah. she just couldn't keep it in her mouth. 
-hmm. and she didn't have, you know, fine and gross motor skills that allotted for her to even be able to hold it in her mouth. Mm -hmm. I mean, she used to, she was the cutest little monkey. She would drink her bottle with her feet. And before I knew anything, I'm like, wow, I've got a very gifted child on my hands. I don't know what show we're going on, but we have arrived. And um, I, yeah, I she have pictures. Her, didn't she? She held her bottle to her mouth with her feet, right? Yep. Absolutely. Oh and I've got the, I, will, I will send those over to you because I thought okay. it was just the cutest dang thing I've ever seen. I'm like, we're advanced. We're advanced. We don't use hands. We use feet. <laughs> which are cleaner than hands because she can't walk, so they are really clean. <laughs> but um, through therapy, my eyes were opened to how severe our delays were mm-hmm. and, and how much we needed to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I guess I just have to give you props because I could have been talked in or out of anything at that point, you know, because I didn't know what I was doing whatsoever. You know, my son was just textbook. You read what, you know, what to expect. And that was him. And (laughs) so with Reagan, I mean, it was a long time anyways, but I really felt like it was, it was new territory that I wasn't comfortable in. Yeah. And so, um, to be able to reach out to someone who knew what they were talking about, your education, but also just your ability to, relate as a mom. Mm. It was, it was a pivotal, it was a pivotal point in my life where I realized this is above my head, but this is not above our head together. And that's, that's where you came in. Cause my husband was just busy working and supported whatever I did, which yeah, he's great. He's a good he's man. great. And he supports me, but, but, I, but I run with the kid stuff, which is, which is scary. Cause I'm half kid myself. So <laughs> You know, something that you said previously, you were talking about how initially you felt somewhat like a helicopter mom, but I think really what that is, is just following that mother's intuition that we have and dads have it too. But we, um, as moms, we refer to it as mother's intuition. (laughs) So we'll take credit. We'll take the credit. Well, but, we should, because we wake up in the middle of the night. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll take any and all credit at this point. I'm the one who changes the stinky diapers. No one else can smell them. So, <laughs> But I just feel like um, when we really feel, I mean, we both know, we, we use the same pediatrician, and he's a wonderful pediatrician. Absolutely. And my experience, um, I lived in California when I started seeing things in my oldest daughter, who I interviewed in, my, in episode one. Um, on this podcast series, and she wasn't officially diagnosed until she was 14. And I just everywhere we went, I, I didn't know what I was even looking for. I didn't, I didn't even have autism on my radar. And so for me, I was just kept saying, this just doesn't feel right. And so I kept trying to figure out where to push and where to go. And, you know, we ended up in um, with psychiatric appointments and clinical anxiety, multiple clinical anxiety diagnosis, which I knew was part of the puzzle, but not, not the whole, not the whole thing and not the whole picture. Um, but I also felt like there was some severe sensory issues. We ended up at a, um, a clinic called sensory pathways for kids that's here in the Denver area. And 
when the therapist said all children with autism spectrum disorder have sensory processing um, disorder, but not all children with sensory processing disorder are also autistic. It was the first time I'd heard autism mixed with sensory processing disorder. And so I finally was able to connect some pieces and go get official testing done for her. And that was a blessing for us because um, that's what led me down this path where I am now with extensive research and studying and eventually more schooling. And um, it just, it took me down this path. But I guess what I'm saying is I didn't, like you, I wasn't able to stop because I had that feeling. And sometimes I felt like I was a little, a little helicopter momish, I guess you could say. But right. really deep down, I knew I wasn't. I knew I wasn't. I knew something else was going on and I just had to find out because she was struggling in so many ways and it was so painful to watch. And I just needed to get her the services that she needed whatever that meant. And I, and I wasn't so much scared of it as I was just looking for answers so we could, we could help her be the best version of who she is. So I, and I know you're that kind of a mom, you're, you're kind of, you're the mama bear, you're in, in the very best ways and you're not going to stop until you find what's best for your children. And at this point you're focused on Reagan and her specific needs. So um, there's that, but I, I also wanted to kind of um, tap into what the testing process was like when you, first of all, how long did you have to wait um, in order to have the autism testing? So we've actually done two here in Idaho. And the first one, I believe we were on the wait list for oh, about nine or 10 months. Mm -hmm. And um, to be honest, I remember talking to you about that one pretty extensively. I was sick to my stomach, but, oh, I think I know what I'm going to hear. Anyway, long story short, we got in there, and I guess I just felt, I, I felt like there wasn't a connection. Um, with the doctor? I, with the doctor, absolutely. You know, I've, I've told you this many times, but, I mean, he was literally asking um, extensively about her tantrums. Mm -hmm. And we'd been waiting in the office a long time and, and Reagan definitely, you know, hits a breaking point and then breaks things. And um, <laughs> I just remember, you know, being so frustrated and, and saying, you know, I don't know, doctor, look on the floor. She's having a tantrum right now. And she literally was having a full fledged tantrum. Mm -hmm. And I think I kind of almost needed that moment to just to kind of sink in and say, like, there's not a connection here. Um, you know, he had great accreditations. He was recommended by, by two of her therapists. Um, and we, we got in the car and I remember having a decent little cry. And, um, I told, I told Tyler, I said, I don't know what those test results are going to say, but, but they're not right. Um, and I think that was important that I kind of took a minute to, to, just ponder on that because we got the test results and they were exactly what I wanted to see a very mm -hmm. energetic, thriving, healthy, you know, child, um, who just had a lot of energy and, you know, we needed to, to find something to, you know, to, to filter her energy into. 
Mm-hmm. And that was wrong. Yeah. I, I think it's important for people that are listening to know how, how old was Reagan when you took her in for that first test? The, the first one, she was, um, let's see, a year and a half. She was a year and a half. So a little over a year and a half. Okay. Because children can be diagnosed um, starting around 18 months. And, and she I, was, I, I, think, I think she was 19 months. So. Yeah. And, and that, that definitely is something that can be seen. But what I will say is it's a little bit easier to see when they're just a little bit older. But then here's the, here's the tricky part is the sooner you get them in their therapies, the better off they are. So right. as parents, first of all, we want to know, A, what are we looking at? And then B, what do we do about what we're looking at? What can we provide for our child that will um, give them their best opportunities? So I think taking a minute, night, taking Reagan in at 19 months, that was actually a smart start. And um, for her, even though it went the way that it went, you still knew, hey, something is, something still doesn't feel right. And so you gave it a little more time. And so when did you take her back in? Well, so the next day, um, mm-hmm. I talked to her um, OT, another OT, who mm-hmm. recommended um, another, there's only two, two testing places in Idaho, and mm-hmm. it was a year wait list, and it was a lot more extensive. Um, they, you know, a couple hours of question and answers, um, you know, she needed to do her hearing test, her eye test, she needed to meet with the nutritionist, very, very thorough. Mm-hmm. Um, they watched her play. They they interviewed her speech therapist, her OT, her nutritionist. Anyway, and then they met with her for four hours. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking, whatever the test result is, we were blessed with her doctor, uh, Dr. Jeff, seeing the most accurate version of my daughter that someone mm-hmm. could see in four hours. And mm-hmm. I was just... I was, whatever he decided, that's great. But he, he saw my Reagan and there was a connection there. And, mm-hmm. um, and I was prepared for whatever it was, which I thought was going to be, you know, um, level one um, autism, you know, mi- mm-hmm. yeah, mild, mild. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like high functioning autism, but mm-hmm. um, what, what did, are you okay sharing um, what her diagnosis was? Oh, absolutely. So um, we got in there and he said, you know, I've talked to a lot of her therapists and I can't, I can't figure this out and they can't figure this out. You know, he said, usually, usually when you do this, I already pretty much know what I'm thinking. And then, you know, I see them and then I make sure that I'm correct. And he Mm -hmm. said, your daughter is one of the high or the hardest um, ones to diagnose that I have ever met. I mean, Mm -hmm. because she's very charismatic She's, she's wild in your face. She's funny. She (laughs) She demands attention. I mean, Uh she, she is the party. And, (laughs) um, and even just during therapy, like she randomly, she wouldn't sit in the chair. So he was nice enough to move up the very large leather couch to the table. It was (laughs) awkward. And we were about two feet lower than the table, but that was fine. He, um, and halfway through Reagan was just done. And she laid down, closed her eyes, pretended to snore. And he said, what is she doing? And Reagan said, sleeping. 
And he said, what? And Reagan goes, sleeping. I said, yeah. I said, well, when, t- typically when she's in trouble or she's just kind of over talking to people or, or for example, over this exam, she just goes to sleep. And for about five minutes, she pretended to sleep. And he just totally made me feel like that was normal. So I really liked him for that because it was yeah. really awkward. And she actually even turned the lights off, if we're going to be honest. So um, I love anyway, I, I, she, she's just so wild. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything about her except something. So anyway. <laughs> Oh, she's so fantastic. So he eventually told you that Reagan um, was level two autism spectrum disorder, Mm -hmm. that that was her um, diagnosis. And there were some other diagnoses, which included um, a few like mental health pieces, Mm -hmm. um, which is, um, by the way, for parents listening, extremely common. Dual diagnoses are extremely common um, with autism. Uh, There are, there can be um, I think she had four, right? Didn't yeah, she, have she had a few, but there can be like OCD, which is obsessive yeah. compulsive disorder. Yep. There can be depression. There can be anxiety. There can be dyslexia. There can be so many um, dual diagnosis with autism and it's nothing to be scared of. It's just another piece to look at and to approach with care and find your path um, there. But when you first receive that diagnosis, um, these diagnoses, it can be very overwhelming. How was it for you, Kelsey? Um, overwhelming to say the least, because I, I definitely web MD'd it. I did my little research and, you know, cause I'm basically a doctor with web MD, the sky's the limit. I've diagnosed myself with, with, African mumps and measles and pneumonia all the time and I'm not ever right but but it feels right at the time so um I had you know and even after just just talking to to you and her therapist and it was just oh she's so charismatic she can make eye contact when she wants to etc etc I was so ready uh for just mild right Mm -hmm. and and the spectrum it already kind of confused me anyways because it's like that it's like okay, but level here, but one, here. level two, level three, right? Mm-hmm. I what feel like you're mean? adjusting a microphone, and it's like it's all over the place like this. You know, yeah. it's like, wait yeah. a minute, just just tell me where I'm at. And so, <laughs> um, I was I was really taken back when I saw two, and then when I saw anxiety disorder, sensory disorder, um, OCD. I think there was one more. In fact, um, I just. I, I just felt like I was spiraling down into a hole and I, I, I had nothing to grab because, yeah. you know, as the mom, you're the, I'm the fixer, right? Yeah. She, you know, I, I can kiss an owie and it's better, you know, even if it's not better, it's better. And so um, I really just, I felt lost um, and I felt directionless, which which is That's pretty uncommon. For I, you. I'm a doer and I'm a goer and I'm a getter and mm-hmm. just point and I will fix whatever the problem is. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I flip houses and I love it because I don't care what the problem is. Get your hands dirty and figure it out. And I did not feel at that moment, like I could figure it out. Yeah. I think, 
I think the difficult thing about parenting in general is that we just don't have all the answers. And when you're parenting, you're dealing with, or I, I guess I say dealing with, but you're working with um, something different than easy to fix difficulties oftentimes. And when you're talking special needs and extra needs, it becomes even more so because we haven't been trained in those areas. We don't have a, we don't have a map to guide us on this journey. And so you just feel like your navigation is just reset, 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 and you're trying to find which way to go. And, and it takes a little bit of time to process that information before I think you can really sit down and say, okay, here's where we're going to start. I think it's common to feel that way. Some parents are immediately jumped to, and I hats off to parents that can, but I, I think it's more common for parents to be uh, overwhelmed initially and not really know um, the best approach to take first. So I think, um, and, and I think actually, I wanna to touch just a little bit on the level one, level two, level three. First of all, there is a diagnostic manual um, that is like a psychiatric diagnostic manual. And it is, that is, um, autism is one of the diagnoses in there and they've broken it into three levels. And essentially level one is high functioning autism, level two is moderate functioning and level three is lower functioning. But really, I don't really love um, using those words. What I, what I prefer is to say, it really determines the kind of support that your child needs. Um, what they need to get them um, the services to provide them um, with the best resources that they need in order to get them where um, they can function in their best form to the best of their ability. So I like to look at it in the in terms of supports needed. I so, like that. Yeah, I, I do too, because it makes me feel like I can handle that. Okay, what other support yeah. can yeah. I get? Does yeah. my child need? Yeah. So, and there are professionals out there that can help you. I, I can help um, listeners with what supports they feel their child might need as well, because there are some really interesting therapies out there. Like Reagan, for instance, she's done, um, she's done, do they call it food therapy? Yep. Or, she does that once a week. Uh, mm -hmm. Food therapy. Yep, they do. And so I've never done food therapy, but I, with my two children who have been previously diagnosed on the spectrum, but um, we've done multiple other therapies, but there's occupational therapy, physical therapy, food therapy, speech therapy. Um, there's actual music just therapy, music <laughs> therapy. There's mental health therapies. Mm -hmm. Um, there's psychiatric care. There, there's just a variety of therapies. People that are listening that have children on the spectrum are probably listing off five more that I missed, just, just mentioning them off the top of my head. But um, how have those, have you seen success in some of those therapies that Reagan has participated in? Absolutely. So let me backtrack just one second when mm -hmm. he, you know, you know, he said, okay, yeah level you know she's she's you know what level two what's the right word moderate uh you just say yeah level two autism level two. spectrum disorder yeah. mm -hmm. so level two and i said mm -hmm. okay okay let me roll up my sleeves so what do we need to do 
And he said, honestly, you're doing it. And I said, yeah. well, what extra, what extra do we need to do? And he said, I, you know, I don't get to say this very often. You've been doing it for the last two years. Yeah. And that almost deflated me a little bit more because I thought I want to help her be her best self. Mm -hmm. She's perfect to me. I don't need you to hold my hand. I'm not putting her in this cage saying, okay, this is what you will achieve. And you know, the sky's the limit with that girl, whatever yeah. I think she will do, she will, she will exceed because of her determination. Mm -hmm. um, but for him to say, you know, essentially, honestly, keep up the good work, you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And I, I, that's almost what made me feel hopeless because I wanted help mm -hmm. dealing with, you know, the struggles and the trials that we're dealing with because is it doable? Yeah. But are some days really, really hard? Absolutely. And yes. some days are even harder than the hardest days and she's still nothing but a blessing. Right. Um, but, but some days I'm not going to lie. I sneak out of the room when she's not paying attention um to to give myself a little break and now yes. she i swear she has like a tracking device on me and she finds me and she says you hide and i'm like reagan mommy is not hiding mommy has relocated and uh, i mean I, I don't know what it is if she needs my my body heat or we like to breathe the same air i will not know what's up with that girl but she cannot be alone mm -hmm. and so you know you hide. In fact, the other day I was in the guest room and Tyler's like, well, what are you doing in here? It's dark. Nobody's in here. And I'm like, exactly. That's why I'm in here. Nobody <laughs> has spotted me. And I think it's been about 11 minutes. <laughs> and I, I am now that mom that needs a breather and a break. And yep. so if you can't take more therapy, that's going to help these hard days. Mm -hmm. That's what was really frustrating for me because yeah. I'll do whatever it takes, but you're mm -hmm. not they weren't giving me more, you know? Yeah. Which, I mean, I, I actually very much understand what you're saying because you're thinking, but we're, we're so in the thick of it. And, and even though there's a lot of good, the difficult is so difficult. And so I, and so sometimes as a parent, you're thinking what we have going on, I'm sure that that's working slowly. But can you give me something that maybe speeds something up here just a little bit? Because yeah. I just need the tantrums to subside somewhat. I just need, but I think it's important. And the biggest lesson for us as parents to learn that it is such a process and that there right. are no quick fixes and that things take time and sometimes learning one skill can take a year to learn. And there are a lot of children on the autism spectrum who are also nonverbal. And some of these children, they learn to communicate in other ways, like through the use of sign language or through the use of um, the electronic boards and through the use of cards, like the PECs, it's the pictorial system that kids can use. And some of them, and that's the way they communicate. And over time they can gain verbalization, um, but some of them don't ever verbalize and that's okay as long as we can teach our children to communicate and and understand how they're communicating um, but but that takes time 
And I think that for me, one of the biggest lessons was just to be patient and to try to slow down and enjoy what I could see was enjoyable and to try to focus on those enjoyable moments and experiences and then just to keep pushing through the difficult things. Um, one of my favorite quotes is by Mother Teresa and mm -hmm. she said, do small things with great love. Oh. And I have to keep remembering that because one day I was, I was trying to have a down day. I, I don't call it I'm de depressed. I call it I've got the depression, which means <laughs> yes. I'm having a pretty blasted bad day. And I kind of <laughs> want a little bit of attention. And, and, and listen to me, people, like today is not amazing. And I was talking to my dad and I said, oh my gosh, dad, I've got the depression. Like, you know, and, and you know, he, he said, what do you mean? And I said, dad, I work so hard with her and she has 35 words. She's the bottom fifth percentile. Don't ever look at the percentiles either. I, they're, they don't help anybody out unless you're like really tall and you can be like, yeah, she's in the 95th percentile. She's tall. Anything <laughs> beyond that, like I, it doesn't help you out. And I remember him saying, what do you mean? And I'm like, dad, she doesn't even have the desire to be potty trained. Dad, she doesn't, you know, she, she still drinks 95% milk. That's her diet. Mm -hmm. And he said, Kelsey, what do you want from her? Mm -hmm. She is doing amazing. She, she has 35 words now and not two. You told me last mm -hmm. week that she learned how to point. And I yeah. feel like I needed to reset my mind mm -hmm. uh, from expectations, not of who I thought she was going to be or who I wanted her to be, but mm -hmm. just, just the everyday ebbs and flows. We're on this road and now this is happening, you know? Yes. yes. What I, I like to call that meeting them where they are. And I think... <laughs> I think we just look at our kids and we don't worry about who they're not. We look at who they are and we meet them in that place. And we I love that. Well, I do too, but what I will say is it took me some time to learn how to do that because I because I was somewhat of a milestone gal um and I also I just no parent wants to see their child struggle. And that's a, that's a painful process for parents. But what I try to remind myself is that's also part of allowing our children to learn in their way. Sometimes they have to struggle in order to meet those milestones. And then, man, do we celebrate together. We, uh, our celebrations are fantastic. <laughs> lots of hugs, lots of kisses, lots of... Praise. We, th we throw parties around here. Party, party, party. <laughs> yeah, there's, it's, I think you just learn to really celebrate the smaller, um, beautiful things that come along in life. You start looking and noticing the small things and it really is a beautiful way to look at life. So I love that you talked about that. So, you know, it's funny that your favorite quote is by Maya Angelou too, because I was going to, there's one that I love by her and she says, do the best you can until you know better. And then when you know better, do better. 
So that's one of my favorites and uh, same author. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. And no wonder why we love each other. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm telling you, it's scary <laughs> that the connections here run. No. <laughs> they run deep. They run deep. They, they, they do. <laughs> but I think that the reason why I connect with that so deeply is because um, I have to remember to also give myself a break. I can only do what I'm able to do and what I know how to do at the time. And right. I have to allow myself the opportunity to learn as I go along. And as my child is learning too, I'm learning and that's okay. The more, the more I know, um, the better I do with what I've learned. And I right. think that's parenting in general, but it's really been important for me um, as I've parented children diagnosed on the autism spectrum. So what I want to ask you, and maybe we can um, wrap up on this question, but what have you learned about yourself through this experience so far that you really appreciate? And also maybe that has been kind of challenging. Um, I have absolutely learned that um, children come hardwired. Mm -hmm. My, my son, there's no comparison, but he was just easy, you know? Yeah. And, um, I thought I was a pretty good parent and I thought I needed to start like writing some parenting books because moms <laughs> would like give me pats on the back and be like, wow, he's pretty amazing. And he is, and, and you are a great parent. <laughs> I, I don't know about the great parent part, but he's a really great kid, mm -hmm. but you know, I've appreciated Reagan is a really, really great kid too, mm -hmm. but but they definitely don't get the same compliments and nor should they, you know, Carter's are that he's polite and, and thoughtful and responsible mm -hmm. and nonviolent and quiet and doesn't yell. And I'm being naughty, but they're actually really true. But, mm -hmm. um, I guess my little Rager, I love her absolutely just as much. She completes me and she is a wild honeymoon stallion. <laughs> and I have been humbled to the nth degree. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Carter just, he was predictable. And with Reagan, um, I think I shared with you a while ago, um, I had taken her to a grand opening of a store so she could meet Daniel Tiger. And <laughs> I was excited about her pictures. And we stood in line and she looked darling and she had a little cardigan on that matched Daniel Tiger's. And, um, <laughs> I get in line and, and I, I don't want to have a bad picture and I'm smiling <laughs> awkwardly and she's like literally screaming bloody murder. She's yes. actually scratching the back of my neck. She's pulling my hair. So if my head does look angled, um, it's because she was causing harm. Um, so that was a fail. So I'm like, okay, reset, reset. We still love yes. you. Reset, push your little cart. And she was actually trying to hit people with her cart. And those little kid metal carts, I mean, they're heavy. They're heavy. Yeah, they are. And, and she was purposely hitting people's ankles. And um, people weren't smiling anymore because she, she would do a little smile, like she had a naughty smile. And, <laughs> and, and then the cart would flip. And anyway, I finally said, Reagan, that's it. You got to give up the cart. And she, she chose to sit in front of the nice little Red Cross lady station three nice little elderly, very nice Red Cross ladies. And she <laughs> plopped the cart on her body. And um, she looked like she was dead. 
And um, I was so dang mad at her and she knew what she was doing. The girl can work me over pretty good. Um, I just ignored it. And the ladies were just kind of like starting to look down and I'm ignoring it because I'm a good mom and I'm not falling for this. (laughs) And then, you know, one said, "Uh, is she okay? And I said, I think so. We'll find out here in just a minute. And another one's like, is she dead? And after that comment, I mean, safety first, safety first. I'm a crime fighter. I, um, I decided it was time to lift up the cart. But at that point, she had actually raised it. So the bar was gently just suffocating her esophagus and airway, gentle. But um, I pulled it up and she got up like, wow, I'm glad I embarrassed you. And you know what? We pranced out of there because that was it. And that could have ruined my day, but I had a pretty dang good laugh because you know what? That's life. I never know what I'm getting with her when I leave the house. Yes. Um, she's wild and she does, she does really naughty things a mm-hmm. lot mm-hmm. and even naughtier than the naughty and even naughtier <laughs> than the naughty. And I don't know how it happens. So I definitely um, learned from my mistakes and we limit her um, leaving the house. It's just safer for everybody. Right. But she, she truly is unpredictable. And I just don't want to be that mom that gets in the car and just breaks down. You know, life is about enjoying the journey along the way. And Mm -hmm. it's not always amazing. And um, I've been humbled. And I have so much more empathy for people around me. And I feel like I need to repent for all the kids throwing fits. Um, when I was like, wow, what are you doing? And now I just, <laughs> my, my purse is stocked with dum-dums and fruit snacks and whatever else. And I'm just like, here, don't leave. Your child <laughs> is fine. I can't hear them. Um, you know, and, and honestly, I guess I just learned to relax yesterday. Uh, we, I guess... Friday, we were in a hurry and I forgot to put her shoes on her for therapy. Mm-hmm. And the old Kelsey would have been like, we've got to cancel. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the new Kelsey, I pranced her in and I said, Miss Kara, I'm very aware she doesn't have shoes or socks on. Um, and we're here. And <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even flip and care. And, yeah. and, and that felt good. Because mm-hmm. I guess I just feel like I'm focusing on what matters. Yeah. Because um, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't. Um, but we may think it does. But then you real you kind of slough that off over time. You know and, what? And the the day she started pointing, I realized, wow, that matters. I guess it didn't matter that she ruined my brand new beautiful white couches. Yeah. Um, and it, and that still does kind of matter because I'm still really bothered at it. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> quite as much there I I mean we just cheered the fact that she could point and tell us where she wanted to go that that was a victory uh that was a big W for the lion house and I guess you have to remember those times because there's a lot of hard times in between Mm -hmm. and I just want to be her advocate and I don't want to be a victim because that sweet little girl is doing all of these little crazy things that drive me nuts just so that she is okay with her day. Yeah. And I didn't oh, realize that. That is so beautiful. I I have this phrase that I use in my head often where I say, if she could, she would. And um, I really believe that's true. And it helps me on those hard days where I'm looking at 
an explosion in the kitchen and I'm about ready to have a meltdown myself. And I kind of take a deep breath and say, okay, if she could, she would. And I think there's beauty in looking at our children and accepting them for exactly who they are and for helping them celebrate all of their incredible, even if small milestones along the way, and just for continuing to love them deeply and keep pushing ourselves forward to do the best we can and also recognizing when we might need to um, silently exit the room for a few minutes and have some have a little breather My for ourselves so you hide you you hide you hide i mean and she does call me kelsey so it's it's equal combat over here don't feel that bad for her she you know i mean i do breathe a little easier when she's in her five point harness car seat um because she cannot escape it but i just do want to end with a quote that i read the other day and it's really touched me you said something that really made me think about it it was just you know she sees the world in so many different colors i can't wait to see what she creates someday because my little girl can't tell me what's in her heart right now, yeah. but her hugs and her kisses tell me what I need to know right now. And mm -hmm. someday I, I just want to know what's in her cute little head. And mm -hmm. I just want to be there for her um, and, and do whatever she needs me to be. I just hope that she knows that I'm always in her corner, you know, and when someone's in your corner, it, it, good, bad, or ugly, you know, they're not going anywhere. You could get knocked out. And they're there, um, you know, you, you win and they're holding your hand up and, you know, you can't even breathe and they're encouraging you to jump back into the next round. And I, I'm, in, I, I'm in her corner and, and her husband, you know, her husband, hopefully someday, <laughs> my, you know, my husband, Tyler, my son, Carter, we, we were wired for this precious little girl mm -hmm. and there's a lot of hard days and I need to remember, I, I need to play this back because I think I said some nice things about her, but sometimes <laughs> I, I don't always think them. I'm not going to lie. I don't, I don't think about my husband sometimes or my cat or my son either. So maybe I'll do some podcasts about them on my own, but you know, I mean, but, but we, we are the chosen ones who get to guide them and help them and direct them. And what an honor. Cause I can't imagine not being able to talk. I can't, I can't imagine having a crumb on my hand and needing to wash my hands. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't get annoyed at that anymore, you know, because it's the real thing for her. And I guess the more education and resources mm -hmm. um, that, that I learn, the more empathetic and understanding I'm able to be. And so I guess just moms, dads too, but moms, when you get your diagnosis, number one, breathe. Number two, the best advice you gave me is she's still perfect. You're not taking anything away, but allow yourself to mourn, because yeah. it's a little different. It's a little different plan than mm -hmm. I than I had you know anticipated. You know, yeah. I I used to like going grocery shopping with Carter, and and you you couldn't pay me to take Reagan, <laughs> and and I love them the same. And that is how I know, that is how I know God is real. And, and we are a, a forever family and I love them the same. Um, and we just all bring different things to the table, but I'll tell you what, she, her spirit has just enlightened our life. And we used to be really 
predictable and boring and our house was clean and we didn't have Sharpie everywhere. And I yelled a little less and I, I definitely, definitely slept a little better, but life is really good and I wouldn't change it for anything, but I just want to thank you for, you know, navigating the spectrum because when I think of navigating, I, I, I think of you, you know, it's like your path keeps changing. And I love that you've said that, you know, you know, continually change for what your children needs. And I can't imagine having a 14 year old without the information that I've been given at two years, nine months. Um, You know, I I say nine months, not for diagnostic reasons, because I want credit for each and every day I have kept her alive. And that is a fact, (laughs) because I have earned it. I have earned it. My possessions have earned it. My body has earned it. Um, but, but honestly, oh, my heart. And if she'll just start calling me mommy and not Kelsey, maybe I'll give her a couple more Oreos. But, um, (laughs) honestly, I, I appreciate that you, you bring light to mothers like myself, families like myself who don't know where to go and you gently point us, but with all the love in the world, because number one, you've been there. But number two, you genuinely care, and you got in this pre- you got in this profession to change lives. You've got a lot going on, and you just like you said with your daughter, you don't stop looking for that puzzle piece. Um, when you put together a puzzle, if there's one piece missing, you just can't stop. And Michelle, your daughter is just what isn't she? She's brilliant, accomplished beautiful she sings like an angel I mean I, I well Brielle is is queen and <laughs> you never stop looking for that puzzle piece so you really inspire people like me who don't even want to put the puzzle together yet because we're pretty darn tired <laughs> I Kelsey I love you you know I love you I really appreciate you taking time um, to share these things I am going to listen to this again so I can relearn from you. Um, You have a lot of uh, wisdom to share with us. And I just appreciate you being here and being willing to talk about this. So thank you. Well, thank you. It was truly an honor. And your your patience and your rewinds and your redos, you just just make people better. And I love you. And I'm excited to figure this journey out with you by my side. So thank you. Thanks, Kelsey. Um, For those of you who might need a little extra help, feel free to go check out my website. It's www.michelleportlock.com and Michelle's with one L. And as long as you spell it with one L, you'll get to the right place. Michelle with an L. Don't forget that I spelled that wrong for four years. So Michelle (laughs) with an L. So thank you and have a great day.